we are going to be starting today and for the next number of weeks pushing on the pedal of our um, value of community. For those of you who are our guests here this morning, very briefly, um, our vision is uh, to, to uh, we say, come as you are. Our vision is a, a church where lives are changing. Our vision is about um, engaging with a wider community and uh, making a huge difference there. But our values, they're the things that you'll see are three things, connection, community, and compassion. Connection through a relationship with Jesus. And one of the ways in which we do that is through corporate together worship. And that's what we've done and what we're going to spend more time doing. The third one is compassion. And that is that we exist as a people, as a community, and we sense that God has it upon us that we would engage with people outside the four walls. Therefore, we exist as a body of people inside the four walls to outreach and be a blessing to people outside the four walls. And that we do in a number of different ways. But the second one is, is community. And we exist as a people to be together. We actually love each other. You know, Again, if you're our guest here this morning and you're looking around, I hope that you see love being demonstrated uh, physically, and uh, as we engage with one another through conversation, and you'll see that demonstrated. Malcolm, don't get too physical on the, um, <laughs> on the shoulder rubbing there. I just saw, <coughs> I take all my cues from Malcolm. If things are, things are going good, it's usually Malcolm's being well behaved. If things are on the downward slope, it's because Malcolm's doing something inappropriate, <coughs> which is often. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, Malay. <laughs> Don't stick up for him. No way stick up for him. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, we, we, we love this. We love Sundays. It's a big uh, day. This gathering that we do is a big deal. It's, that's why we get here early and we get all set up and we put on our Sunday best, as you can tell. And uh, we, we, we get to be together. We get to be family, which is wonderful. But it's not the only time in the week. And there are many other things that we do to gather together as a family. But this family isn't meant to just be a closed-knit community. I love, love, love Antrim Coast Vineyard's strap line. And that's making space for another. Making room for another. Thank you, dear. I'm sure Andrea would have corrected me. <laughs> making room for another. It's about creating space, creating opportunities so that others can gather to the wider family. We uh, are going to be pushing on this pedal, as I've said, over the next number of weeks. We're going to do that in three different ways. One way is through uh, our Sunday teaching time. This is just by way of an introduction, really, this morning. But over the course of the next number of weeks, we intend to deliberately teach on it from the Scriptures we will teach about the importance of family, friendship, gathering, community, the need for relationship. Um, the second way is through our life groups. Uh, today at 12 o'clock, if you're on our email uh, list, you will receive uh, an email with a link to our website with all of the opportunities to sign up to a life group. This coming term, uh, is the most number of life groups that we've ever had, ever, since starting as a church. And I'm really excited to tell you there's one particular type of group which we're trialing. 
we're going to see how it goes. I think, uh, off the top of my head, I think there are 14 life groups, and five of them uh, are going to be called around the table. And they're simply um, a gathering of people together around a table. And we're going to gather together and eat together. And that is the primary focus, that is the primary reason for just simply being together. And we have no doubt that as we do that, week on week, that relationships will be formed and will be strengthened and great conversations will take place around the table. We would wholeheartedly recommend and encourage every single person in our church to sign up to a life group, to be part of our community, to be known by others and to know others. And what we love deliberately about these life groups that you'll see is that so many of them are great opportunities for people who aren't currently part of our church family to be invited into the family. They are really, really great opportunities and you'll see that again when you receive that later. And then the third way in which we intend to deliberately uh, gather together as family and provide opportunities for other, others to come are through our events. We're so, so excited. We have loads of really great fun things lined up over the next number of weeks and you've seen some of them in our notices already. Uh, there's something for everyone. Something for no matter what age, if you're single, if you're married, um, whatever. There's a whole bunch of different things coming your way and we're so, so excited to see what happens through them and who gathers along to them. So, by, by way of introduction, social connection is a basic and fundamental need for us as human beings. Uh, one of our children currently um, is on Netflix or one of those things that you have on TV um, and going through Friends, their series Friends. Uh, it was quite well known, I think, back in the day. And um, I didn't actually watch it myself. I was dipped in and out. I did. I didn't really. I dipped in and out, like. But um, but one of our children, I won't tell you which one, is going through them, and uh, and you kind of pick up things. You sit on five minutes, ten minutes, and you you, you realise why it was such a hit TV program, based around six characters, based around all the various things that went on in their lives, and it, it obviously was what it was. On the flip side. Uh, I was pondering this as I was thinking about what to say. One of the worst forms of uh, punishment is solitary confinement. Be it in jail, be it um, in school. Some might say that school is like jail. Um, but being separated from other people and being alone is like one of the worst forms of um of being punished. We need one another. Genesis 1, right at the very beginning um, and into 2, we read, don't we, just really simply that we were made in his image, in his image, to be like him and to have relationship with him. But also that God said that it is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper for him. 
and he did very well in making woman at that moment in time. And thereon, and throughout the Old Testament, we read the importance of togetherness, of family. Um, we fast forward right the way through to the New Testament, and Jesus uh, modeled both the nuclear family, his own family, but also um, the extended wider family. And I want to read just a few verses from Matthew 12. Matthew 12 and 46 says this. <clears throat> While Jesus was still talking to the crowd, his mothers and brothers stood outside wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, your mother and your brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. He replied to them, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Pointing to his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Jesus is uh, engaging in uh, teaching. Pharisees were there, a number of other people were there. And uh, he gets this knock on the door and it's his real mom. It's Mary and his brothers and they're wanting to speak to Jesus. And uh, as we read the text, we could well be uh, thinking... My goodness, he's rude, isn't he, to his own mum? How dare he treat his mum like that uh, by sort of saying, oh, who's my mum and who are my brothers? And then he points to his disciples. He says, there, there that's my family. And we could, be, uh, we could take from these very verses that he's being a little bit flippant and maybe even disrespectful, but knowing the person and the characteristics of Jesus, especially later on when he's on the cross and, uh, and he says to John look after my mum I'm sure that that's not quite uh, the way Jesus was towards his own family but what he does do in those verses is he makes it really clear who his family are we read here are my mother and my brothers for whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother the will of the father we if we have given our yes to jesus are sons and daughters of the living god we are adopted into his family we are heirs and co-heirs together with christ as paul writes about in romans chapter 8 and we find this in the local church i've said this before and i say it again I love the family. I love this. I just think it's brilliant. I love groups. It doesn't cease to amaze me when we gather together as a group. I look around the room and I'm like, my goodness, there are some people in this room that probably I would never have gotten together with unless it was for Jesus. I, I'm, I'm struggling to find, uh, there's, some there's some of you I could talk about cycling all day too and I've got that in common with you, right? There's others, I'll talk to you about this because we've got the same interests and we kind of gather on that level. Or maybe a similar sort of age and we talk about the kids or whatever and we can really hit it off in that regard. But all of you, because of Christ, we have relationship with and we can hit it off with and have that because of Christ, because we're all part of the family. I love the church. I love that we are united 
as a local church. I love that we are one church of 25 churches in Carrickfergus. Can you believe there's that many churches in Carrick? Can you? That's nuts, like. 25 churches. Now, here's the thing. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm a dangerous ground. No, not that. I am on dangerous ground. I was going to... Praise the Lord. <laughs> You're all going to ask me, what were you going to say later, aren't you? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> the church body, wider, has served um, the wider community, culture and society, has had a significant role and impact in generations past. Sometimes for good, sometimes for not so good. And I wholeheartedly believe today the church of Jesus has a tremendous opportunity and responsibility to engage with our wider culture, to create life, to bring life, and to create a wider family. I believe that today's culture is an incredibly fearful one where people have never felt as lonely as they've ever done before and where people are isolated than ever before. A number of years ago, not so many years ago, uh, a minister for loneliness was appointed in the government level because it was, they was deemed as such an impact. You'll have heard this one before. Years and years ago, Mother Teresa was asked the question, what is the greatest you know, problem or disease or whatever? And obviously she was ministering to the poor, malnourished, the disease physically ridden people in Calcutta. And she was asked, what is the greatest need? She said this, loneliness is the greatest need on earth and what she was encountering where she was. It's such, um, it's such an issue for so many people and I believe the church has a tremendous opportunity and responsibility to make a difference there. Uh, I'd like to invite just to share uh, their story. Uh, a couple that have been part of our church, oh I'm going to guess and get it wrong, uh, I'm going to guess 18 months. A bit less. It's always good to go high. Um, <laughs> a bit like age, it's always good to go low. But on that. So, uh, David and Kate, would you come and just join me here? David and Kate have been part of our church. They'll tell us how long. And uh, I just asked them to share their story of what it's been like kind of coming to our church and the time that they've been with us and uh, whatever else it is that they're going to say. And they have had all the notice, I asked them at 10.27 this morning. <laughs> so um, this is completely off the cuff. Go for it. Okay. Thanks, Paul. Um, you were close. It's about 15 months, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's a year, a year here, and we started coming a wee bit before that. So, um, yeah, we, we've been here a year, and deco some of the things that Paul said straight off. Um, you know, he said a place where you can be loved and you can show love. Um, and that's certainly our experience. I just want to tell you a wee bit about, you know, the, the reasons for getting here and, and what we're hoping will happen here for us. 
So um, I met Kate uh, about two and a quarter years ago, um, and uh, it, it was it was quite a sort of well we love each other straight off, um, and we, we just decided straight off that we wanted to find a community of people that had impact in, in the area they were in and we've become part of, um, and so we thought well do we tour. So <laughs> we both come from vineyard backgrounds, and uh, I've been around from Wimber days. Um, so uh, we, we thought we'd come and try Carrick, the first um, church in our tour. And we walked through the door, and we left the building, and we said, this is it. Um, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Because that, that's how it felt. It just felt like we were welcome when we walked in the door. And um, we just wanted to be part of, of what was going on here. Um, so I'm getting emotional. Wow. <laughs> so uh, yeah, w so we we arrived here, and um, then uh, we we really wanted to get involved very quickly in what was happening with this family and this community, uh, and to have um, bring our gifts and what the Lord had done with us to the community. So I think Kate's going to say a wee bit about that. Okay. So we joined the welcome team straight off because. We were really welcomed, so we wanted to welcome others, and it was also a great way to get to know people. Um, uh, yeah, a great way to sort of ask what's your name and how long have you been there? And then um, we really wanted to get involved in life groups, and I really love life groups. It's something that um, I've had from previous churches as well, and so um, we were eagerly um, signed up, and um, we love life groups because you guys are good crack, you know, in Carrick, you are good crack. Um, so we've had loads of laughter in our life groups and then loads of really amazing food. If you get Hannah or Steve Orna in your life group, you're, s you're sorted, you know, absolutely sorted um, for fresh donuts. That's like a real highlight. Um, but also it's um, what I love about life groups, it's community with a purpose. So we get to um, see Jesus transform us and uh, uh, him to transform others as well. So I really loved our last life group because um, with uh, Gail and Ivan, it was so much fun. We just laughed so much, but we also just prayed for each other and we saw real breakthrough in, in people's lives. Um, you know, we saw people get jobs who were really desperate for um, a new job and it was just amazing to get to pray for each other and um, to build a community that wasn't just having a laugh and it wasn't a bit superficial so we're really excited because um, we're doing one of the round the table life groups and um, yeah I'll let Dave tell you a bit about that. <laughs> okay yeah right round the table life groups um, just want to say ex-chef ex-cake business <laughs> So you know, <laughs> yeah, just sort of yeah. So so um, yeah, we'll be expecting some activity later. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, uh, I think uh, you know, we we want the life group to be a place where people can come round our table. Uh, we live in Green Island, uh, which is Carrick officially, uh, but we want to have impact in Green Island itself and, and also what uh, the church is doing in, in Carrick and Greater Carrick. Um, one of the things that uh, you know impacted me as soon as I stood up here was the faces looking at me that I've already made a uh, new connection with. And um, it's just wonderful to see people that love you and you can love back. Whoa. <laughs> so 
you want to see me at my wedding? <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's some witnesses here. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, we, we want to bring the gifts that we've given. And uh, I mean, Chantelle, when she was when she was talking uh, this morning, was saying about you know asking the Lord to to give you the gifts, and He already has given us a lot of gifts that uh, you know He wants us to use with the people we're we're in contact with, and uh, we're hoping to bring some of that to these church meetings, but we're also hoping to bring some of that to the community around us and and have impact there as well. Um, so we're really looking forward to this life group and getting to know some people better, but also have an opportunity to use the gifts and ministry uh, and everything that comes with that. And also to have both spiritual and physical impact in the area of Green Island. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. So, Paul, is there anything else you want to <laughs> go for it? Absolutely outstanding. I couldn't have said that any better at all. That is so, so encouraging and so good and such um, an example of, of what we want you to be and for you to feel and to be a part of as well. Um, can I just say as well that everything that we're leading towards in terms of things that we're kind of organizing or kind of putting our name to it doesn't have to just be what we do. Like anyone, any one of you, if you've got a home and a kitchen and a table, and even if you don't have a table, you can still be hospitable. I mean, the scriptures are real clear about practice hospitality. And you don't have to have it really nice and tidy. And you don't need to have cleaned the bathroom even. Well... We definitely need a good wipe around sometimes before you come, but, you know. <laughs> Stick to the notes. Stick to the notes. Stick to the notes. Anyone can invite people around. Have people around. And it's even better when they're not already part of the family, isn't it? Our neighbors, our work colleagues, the people that we, the people in our lives, and we're gonna, we're gonna deliberately talk about that over the next number of weeks. Church has a tremendous opportunity to create community in this culture and society. Uh, community is being eroded in many ways, and here are just some of the ways. There's an element of fear in amongst our community. There's a, a, a reduction in trust of one another. And we're much more quick to kind of ask questions and want to know about one another. Certainly a fear of the unknown and people that are unknown. And then, of course, we have our massive, massive increase in mobile technology alarming rates of uh, of engagement with a screen of all shapes and sizes. Uh, for those of you who are parents of teenagers as we are right now, we see it on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, again, not in the notes. I, uh, we, uh, our boys are 
uh, play golf at the local golf club, which we love. We love it because, well, have we like golf and uh, we love the outdoors and we love the getting out there. But one of the reasons we really love it is the social element of it, of playing alongside other people for the time that they're playing without something in front of their eyes. And then the going and getting a Coke together in, in, the, in the clubhouse and having a chat and what have you. The busyness in our lives is another reason. And then, of course, breakdown of family. These things increasing and making things uh, more and more challenging to gather as a community. Did a little bit of research on uh, loneliness. And a survey was conducted 2017 in England. And this is what it said. Younger adults aged 16 to 24 repeat, uh, reported feeling lonely more often than those of older age groups. Women reported feeling lonely more other than men. Those single or widowed were at particular risk. Uh, people in poor health or who have conditions uh, that they describe as limiting can be a significant factor. People who have little trust of others in their local area reported feeling lonely more often. There are just a number of uh, people groups to be aware of. We have a great opportunity and a great responsibility together as a church. And one of the hallmarks that makes us, us, is wanting to gather. Uh, last Monday, Bank Holiday Monday, uh, we had at least 300 people. And I don't know, I'm going to guess. I don't like to do this, but it was closer maybe to 400 people gathered together in Leg Park for our annual Easter egg hunt of which a significant portion, a really high percentage of people, were local people from our community. Some of them have been coming every single year. That's eight times we've done it now. We haven't changed the format. We actually thought each year, we're going, oh, flipping heck, we're going to do the egg hunt again. Like, can we not do something different? But people keep coming every year. It's the same old thing. Stephen and Elaine put it together, brewed up some tea and coffee, gathered some of you guys who helped them, gave out those wee tip-top drinks. Good for the environment. <laughs> we recycled them after. I don't know. We, no, we probably didn't. <laughs> People just come, gather together. This is great. What a great event for Carrick Fergus. Oh, just the number of stories are just so encouraging. Our allotment group, we've had this bit of dirt in Eden for, uh, for a number of years now. You want to see what comes out of that bit of dirt? Carrots, potatoes, a number of other things that I've got no idea about. I'm just ad-libbing and making it up. It's not that that's important, although that is brilliant. It's the community that gathers around it. And not just those that go to the allotment group. It's actually making connections with other people in that community of allotment owners. It's about being part of the wider community. We have a book club that meets every single month. And lo and behold, I've never been. 
Is it? Or is it just for women? <laughs> That's why I've never been. Uh, you can tell I'm on the ball. I know exactly what's going on in the life of the church. <laughs> if you're our guest here this morning, I'm usually better. <laughs> our book club gathers once a month. And my knowledge of it is that the majority of people come are not part of our church. Is that fair to say? Got that one right. Diversity is another gathered community. Meets every fortnight. People from different nationalities come on a fortnightly basis. Many of whom are not part of our church. Many of them are part of our church. That's a wonderful thing. Over the course of the next few weeks, there's going to be loads of opportunities to gather together. We encourage you to sign up to Life Group. We encourage you to look at the events. We're going to be um, profiling them every single week in this environment. There'll be Facebook stuff. There'll be all kinds of different things. We'd encourage you and urge you to get on board and invite people. Question just to leave with you is who might God be prompting you to engage with outside the four walls to invite and be part of things inside the four walls? Who is it that's in your life that you're investing in relationally that you might be able to invite towards? End with a well-known proverb. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. I love the church. I love the family, the people of God. I have in this church and in other communities that I've been part of had the honor, the privilege, the joy, and the blessing to have forged and formed friendships with people that have stuck with me through thick and thin. And my prayer is that all of us would have that. Amen, indeed.